everyone, and welcome to the Wells Quadcast, the official podcast for Wells Quad at Indiana University. I'm Sarah Greenwell, your host, and we're here today with Isaac and Jake from the Beekeeping Club at IU. Could you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'll start. My name is Isaac Almack. I'm the vice president of the Beekeeping Club. I'm a junior here at IU, and I'm studying human resources management. And I'm the counterpart, Jake Emmerich. I'm also a junior. I'm studying marketing and information at the Kelly School of Business here at IU. I'm the president of Beekeeping Club at IU. All right. So that's us. Well, thank you guys for being here with us today. Um, I guess I'll start off with, how did you come up with the idea of starting a beekeeping club? That seems like a pretty niche idea. Very, yeah, very niche. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think the more and more we've worked on it, we've realized how strange of an idea it is. But um, I guess really, you know, after being on campus for a couple of years, at the time I was a sophomore last year when the idea originally came to me, I was just looking for a club where I could be involved in something outdoors um, with people, something kind of light and fun, as opposed to, you know, no shade on any clubs or anything at, at the rest of school, but not doing dealing with business, not affiliated with like Kelly, SPIA, anything like that. I wanted it to be, you know, completely church and state from academia here at, at IU. You mentioned earlier that um, the beekeeping club had existed before, but it kind of fell apart. Yeah, um, when <clears throat> the original founder, Ellie Symes, was doing the club, who now owns B-Corp, which is getting a lot of press lately. Um, she didn't have a lot of structure kind of put in place. Um, so when she left for graduate school or uh, B-Corp, I think it was both at the same time, but Cole, who is also one of the senior club members, he didn't, none of them knew what to do. Um, so, I mean, now at this point, it's really, it's implementing a structure that'll last. So, you know, we're, we were going to have terms for the positions. We want people who are in the positions to train people coming into the positions. You know, we want um, we want full sustainability for this club so that when we leave, like, we actually have something to come back to. Because Ellie, I don't think, had that for three, four years. No. And we want to make sure that this can be something really cool that we can leave a legacy on. What kind of What kind of things have surprised you in terms of what's been challenging or what's been not as challenging as you expected um, as you've tried to establish more of a structure? I think the first, I mean, the, you know, I'm sure we thought that getting, I mean, getting people involved and getting them excited about it was going to be a little bit difficult, but we were wrong about that. Everyone, I mean, you saw the tables. I mean, yeah, everyone how many was, people came to that call-out meeting? The first call-out meeting was... There were over 100 people in the room. Yeah, sure. and then that was from a 400-person list at the career fair who all had general inquiries. Yeah. All right, so one thing I was wondering is, what do you guys hope to accomplish with this club what what kind of things are you going to be doing over the winter while there's you can't really beekeep and what are you hoping to do once the spring comes around i think during the winter is definitely educational program time teaching them how we want to be you know how we want to beekeep what we do want to do with the garden you know even make graphics we've got co-creative directors so we can have graphics made of what we're going to do with that um do you also want to know like long run i guess too yeah. Both short. Okay. Well, I mean, um, I mean, definitely, like we need to start thinking about 
you know, getting the uh, hives ready for the winter, so that's probably on the forefront right now, um, working together on that. Over the winter, edu- any educational programs, I mean, even trips out, to, we could even probably go to farms and even have a class about winterization at one of the local bee farms. Uh, there's plenty of stuff I think we can do inside, um, and it, you could, it even could be just like a working, continually working on goals and maybe fine-tuning action steps. Um in the long run, I think what we want is, at least I'll, I'll speak for myself, I want people to be able to come in this club, you know, like um, like Kat Underwood, who, you know, has worked on serious financial accounts and can then put that into a club and then talk about that in a resume in a way that's productive and is going to help her in their future. Uh, I think it's really cool that we have a platform where people can do actual kind of real-world experience but with a quirky little name, I know you didn't like quirky, but um, it, it, I mean, it, it pops out on a resume really quickly. Yeah. I mean, in a couple interviews I've had so far, like those, those weird little things, what they kind of go, you know, tell me, tell me about that. What, 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 like, I want to know more about that because at the end of the day, they're going to be looking for who they want at their company in terms of personality the most too. So they can find someone they really like and just doing what they love. I think that can benefit a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think... Uh, that speaks to how we want to develop not only leaders in the club but just really give them a chance to um, maybe fine-tune some of the skills that they want to work on in college through the club and then that that'll only benefit them professionally and then in terms of some you know maybe some things more specific to the actual bees as far as goals um, would probably probably be to just expand the hive and you know, make sure we have a healthy population of bees because right now we know we have bees, but we don't know if we have enough of them and if they're healthy. So uh, one of the biggest challenges is just gonna be to educate and continue to battle against colony collapse disorder and other things like mites um, so that we can actually leave bees here when we graduate, like we, we, I don't know. It came out of nowhere, but we love it, and we just want to keep it going as much as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Are you guys hoping to continue to beekeep once you graduate? I think I. I mean, I think I could speak for you too, but I. I mean, I know that I definitely am gonna invest in beehives. I mean, when I when I get a house too, because I've already accepted that I kind of I don't want to live like have two neighbors on that side of me that are right there. I want to have like a little bit of land, so. If and when I get that, I definitely want beehives. I think that would be super cool. And even if it is just a flow hive, and I can, you know, I can say that I don't really beekeep because I just turn this little nozzle uh. and honey comes out. But I mean, either hive, I just I think I would be excited to have bees and to teach my kids that you don't need to be terrified of them. Like, a sting's gonna be a sting, but they they don't need. We don't need them. No. We need them. They don't need us. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's what, yeah, that's what they, somebody said. They'd be much better off reviews. without us. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see myself doing it as well. If, if for nothing but just trying to help out the population in some small way, I've already made them part of my identity, whether I like it or not. So <laughs> I, I, I've got to accept I'm going to have them. And I'm ex- I love it. Yeah. I love the idea of it. Don't get me wrong. But I'll, I'm in, entitled to doing it. I'm endowed by the bees to have and down by the bees the queen bee the queen bee yeah so definitely good that's exciting um 
you mentioned that you you want to teach your children not to fear bees and I think a lot of people here have expressed a, a fear for bees as a reason for why they wouldn't join beekeeping club or they wouldn't support beekeeping so um have you learned anything about bees that you feel like are really cool that might help us overcome that fear or hatred for bees? I mean, the first thing that helped me get out of that kind of stigma was Cole saying, you can pet a bee. I was like, I, I don't know. He's like, no, they love little pat-pats. They, that doesn't bother them or anything. Um, sugar water, they love sugar water. They become docile with sugar water. I don't know. How do you, how do you pet a bee? I mean, apparently if they just uh, land on you, and if they're just sitting there not doing anything, you can give them like a little a pat. Like I don't know, but I mean, I, I don't. He never said like a like a pet like a dog, yeah. but he definitely said a pat pat. Kind of like that like could be, and pet, like but apparently, but apparently you can do that. And I forget somebody in the club said they went to the hives, and that that they tried it and it worked. What about you, Jake? Any cool things about bees you want us to know about? Um, well, I guess one thing. I guess kind of going back tracking a bit just talking about the safe like how you feel comfortable around them i think i sort of had almost like a batman experience with bees when i was younger um much like bruce wayne falling down the well at at his gotham residence and getting swarmed by bats he was like terrified of bats forever they were all around and they were flying around him. he had like a panic attack and I remember when I was a kid, I was, I think I was living in Pennsylvania at the time. So I was living in Pittsburgh. We had a, a wood deck out back and I was just jumping around on it like an idiot. Well, little did I know there was a bee's like nest or like something was right under me. So I was jumping around and like bare feet and then I just get swarmed by bees and I'm running through my yard getting swarmed by bees and they're in my shoes, in my shirt. And if, if you've ever been stung by a bee, you may know the little trick is to use like uh, some baking soda and you, you put water and baking soda over the cut and it, it helps kind of suck out the venom. When I was a kid, I took a bath in that because I had stings everywhere. <laughs> so I think I had one of the worst experiences with bees that anyone could have. So I almost look back on it ironically, like if, if I could do it, then anyone can do it and anyone mm -hmm. can get comfortable because now I've, you know... I've been over to the hive, I've opened it up with my own hands and I'm not worried about it. Like, I think once people just put themselves out there and give a chance to them and you realize they're just these tiny little fuzzy guys that make honey like the most innocent <laughs> food in the world, uh, you'll be fine. All right, well, I think that you guys have convinced me and probably some of our listeners that these are pretty <laughs> awesome and Beekeeping Club is cool too. Hi all, today we're joined by Justin Zuschlag, the Senior Associate Director of Career Education at the Walter Center for Career Achievement. Justin's here to talk to us about the importance of volunteering and tips he has to get involved here on campus and in the Bloomington community. So welcome, Justin. My first question for you is just students uh, always hear that volunteering is important, but what purpose do you think it actually serves in students' lives? Yeah, sure. Well, I think volunteering serves 
a number of purposes. So for one, it's a way to get involved in the local community um, and give back. And there are a lot of really great like social um, organizations, like nonprofits that are social justice oriented or like related to causes that students are passionate about. So like it kind of serves this really great purpose that way. Um, but from like a career development standpoint, we encourage volunteering because it's often a lower time commitment than like an internship. So if a student's kind of interested in doing a certain type of work, volunteering might be like one or two hours a week, which mm -hmm. is a much lower commitment than an internship, which could be like yeah. 10 or 20 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you can kind of get good experiences at the same time that you're deciding if you like something, um, you know, rather than spending 20 hours a week at an internship and going, I really don't like this. Right. Um, so that's one of the really great reasons we encourage volunteering. Um, do you have any suggestions of how students could get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a really great website. Um, if you Google the City of Bloomington Volunteer Network, um, you can find lots of organizations. And a lot of times there are positions posted there. But I always tell students, like, even if an organization doesn't have a volunteer position open, especially if it's a nonprofit and it's local, um, you can reach out to them and just say, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm this major, I'm really passionate about this cause, I would love to be involved. Um, and a lot of times they'll have, they're always looking for more people. So even if you don't see a position posted for a volunteer, it doesn't mean you shouldn't reach out to the org. But I think on that website there's like 300 or so, like, nonprofit okay. orgs in Bloomington. Um, and I actually know a lot of students who do, um, especially if they have access to transportation, which a lot of the ones through the city of Bloomington, you don't need it because right. it's just right downtown. But um, if students have transportation or a car, some students volunteer in like Bedford or some of the like kind of surrounding cities. Like there are a lot of animal shelters and organizations like that that I've known students to kind of travel a bit to volunteer at as well. Okay. Um, and from a career development perspective, um, so we hear that, like, volunteering is important, uh, but what skills do you think we're, like, actually getting out of volunteering? Like, why should we be doing that? Yeah, I think it really depends on the opportunity. So a lot of students will say, oh, like, you know, this internship is more formal and fancy, so it looks better on a resume. And sometimes that's true, but you could also get an internship where you're not even really getting, like, hands-on work. Yeah. Um, and some volunteer, like the, I just was talking about Bedford and an animal mm -hmm. shelter. So we had a student who ran all of the social media accounts for like, I think it was the Bedford animal shelter. So she developed like a whole media portfolio. Like she ran their social media, she ran their YouTube channel. And so she got lots of hands-on work. You know, one of the things we say, you know, if an internship is paid, obviously that's much better for a student. Volunteering is always unpaid, but sometimes the work you get to do in a volunteer position actually goes further to developing specific skills than an internship. It just depends. You know, some internships are great, but I think some people think, oh, volunteering doesn't look impressive, but right. it depends on what you're doing because some stuff is really impressive. Um, a lot of organizations need grant writers and people to help like put on mm -hmm. events. Um, and so I think that's a great opportunity to do some of that work, you know, especially if you're thinking about doing it after graduation. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> and have a great rest of your day. For more information about the importance of volunteering, you can schedule a time to sit down with a Walter Center career coach. Not only can they help you find volunteering opportunities, they can also help with job interview preparation and refining your resume. 
reach out to the staff for any career preparation questions. That's all we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank <laughs> you.